Welcome, everybody, to Sippin' and Shippin'. I'm your host, Brian Weinstein. We'll be kicking it here every other Friday, quenching your thirst for an insider's take to enhance your customer experience. So grab your drink of choice, kick back, it's Sippin' and Shippin' time. All right, welcome, everybody, to another episode of Sippin' and Shippin'. I'm your host, Brian Weinstein. And I've got with me, surprise, surprise, Caitlin Postal. Hey, everybody. Caitlin Postal, co-hostess with the mostest. What's going there on, Brian? Go. How are you? Self-proclaimed this week, too. That's, right. That's fantastic. I'm doing it. I'm feeling yes. it this morning. Why not? Yes, exactly. Exactly. You've already had a busy morning. You're just going to keep it going. That's what I've heard. All right. So we have special guests this week from ClearCo, Alana Strega and Tori Pacin. Hello. How'd I do? Pronunciations were perfect. Fantastic. Was, like we're long okay. lost friends. Yeah. <laughs> you did okay. You did yeah. it was okay. That's a good start. <laughs> All right. So, you know, give us a little bit of background and you know, we've we don't usually do these these uh four people formats. So we'll just I'll go we'll go in, in any particular order. But uh Alana, why don't you start us out? Sure. And tell us a little um, bit of background on yourself. You know, I I really hate talking about myself, so I'll keep it super brief. Um, but my name's Alana, like banana, which is what I told Brian at the start of this. Um, so hopefully he doesn't mess that up. Um, I probably have her ready, right? Like, like, like three times. Everyone does. It's like part of my life, right? So that you know that about me now. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I am the VP of marketing at ClearCo. I've been in the digital marketing space for over 12 years now. Um, everything from loyalty marketing, worked in the agency space, and I've been working in fintech for about eight plus years. Um, I really love it. I've been through two exits and acquisition. Um, and at ClearCo, I'm just trying to help founders, um, you know, seek the most out of our funding um, and provide as much opportunity as possible for them. So throwing it over to you, Tori. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so about me, I'm Tori. I have actually a pretty untraditional path into tech and finance and e-commerce, but my background's in marketing and partnerships, mainly on um, like luxury, fashion, beauty, lifestyle brands. Um, and then I ran the marketing at Saks Fifth Avenue in Canada with, and focusing on their e-commerce businesses. Um, took a, a change of direction into the tech space and I've been at Clerico for almost two and a half years now, running kind of the, the partner marketing. So I'm the director of partner marketing here. Um, and I work really closely with Alana and we, we love working with founders. We love um, helping founders in e-commerce and yeah, it's been, it's been solid so far. A little bit on ClearCo is we're world's largest e-commerce investor. So really just providing financial tools and um, the, the funding that um, online businesses need to scale um, and grow their business. So that's awesome. We, we actually like working with entrepreneurs as well. Uh, okay. it, it's been an interesting transition for us and, and, and it was really sort of, I think, what was, uh, the founding thought behind the podcast, right? So I had come from a 3PL industry, been around it my entire career and we, we always targeted like the larger brands that were out there really, you know, shipping into brick and mortar and, and they, they, you know, they came with procurement teams and they were, you know, really institutional companies. And then as we transitioned as an organization towards these smaller, uh, small to mid-sized brands, what we were finding, especially in the e-commerce space was so many of them came in and they were just tremendous entrepreneurs, which I sort of consider myself one as well, had a family business that I grew. I, and it just, the mindset is completely different. And they're just, they're so, they're so bright, they're so knowledgeable. 
And and what's most impressive is they're smart enough to know what they don't know and step aside or, or raise their hand and say, hey, look, we want somebody that's really, uh, really a consultant to our business, someone that's a partner that's going to collaborate and teach us stuff. And, and it becomes the, it becomes very creative in a, in a space that was kind of lacking creativity, you know, as a matter of, as you could probably imagine, fulfillment isn't super sexy. <laughs> so it became says an area. Who. Says who, exactly. <laughs> um, so it just became an area where we can really add input and impact to, to their organization. So it's kind of great to, to get to work in that space. So let's segue into talking about what's important right now. And I know uh, I said in our intro um, that is probably out on LinkedIn now that we, we're in, you know, leaves are changing. That that can o- that can only mean that it's Black Friday, Cyber Monday is upon us. And so tell us a little bit about what, you know, what makes this season unique uh, really to the brands. Yeah, I can, I can jump in on that. We've been talking about Black Friday, Cyber Monday holiday season for months now. Um, but You're I mean, a good company, is, Tori. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I think like the more you know, the better you'll perform as an online brand. So just like keep it short and sweet. Um, we've all seen the daily headlines we're reading. We know what the macroeconomic conditions are like. And for a lot of founders, especially in the e-commerce space, it's very daunting this year. Um, return on ad spends at an all-time low. We're seeing increased shipping and manufacturing costs, and this has all led to really a decrease in the available cash flow that founders have to spend on marketing and inventory. Um, and although we've seen a decline in online sales, uh, definitely online shopping is here to stay. But I think founders have a unique challenge now as to how can we be creative um, and economical with our marketing, um, especially, and then also a lot of founders are, how are we focusing on like retention and CLTV marketing campaigns versus like new customers and um, just acquiring new customers during these online shopping seasons. So that's kind of like a lay of the land and what we're working with. Um, and I think the silver lining is that, you know, many of the best brands and founders and innovations are developed and refined in a tough economy. Um, so Lana and I will jump into what what some of these creative kind of um, campaigns and programs that brands can be thinking about for this upcoming season. Yeah, and I, I think to Tori's point, like during these times when it feels like everything is very difficult for um, online businesses, it's actually oftentimes where they thrive the most um and you can put together some really unique marketing programs um and you know acquire your customers during this time but also really focus on retention like tori said and in some cases this may not even be the time where you should be doing that and i think to your point earlier around customers or or founders not knowing what they don't know being very very cognizant of that if it's not the right time for you to start promoting during black friday that's okay and you push it to another time but i think being aware of those things is really important so we'll touch upon some of the things that can support you but also some of the things that you can do you know in future if this is not the right time to start promoting for your business it's such a good point. It's also like, don't don't get so overwhelmed and think too much about BFCM holidays. Like, what can I do specifically now? Like, your brand is the most important part <laughs> of everything you're doing. Um, and staying true to your brand is what really helps you reach, like, the right audiences and the right people for you and your company and your products and your services. So, I mean, we can talk about that a bit, but, like, the brand piece is so, so important for online founders to not forget about. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, I'm excited yeah. to hear some of the strategies, right? Like, let's transition away from this doom and gloom. We had a, you know, that little <laughs> thing called COVID. Uh, okay, so we got slammed with a global <laughs> pandemic, uh, economic downturn. So let's find that silver lining. Like, what? It, I think it is exciting, and I'm anxious to hear some of those bright spots that brands can really thrive instead of getting stuck on those negative mindsets that were like drilled into our brain when watching, you know, the, the news, news headlines. Well, so I'm, I, I, let me ask a question there too because you know we do have an e a little bit of an economic downturn that's that's coming right whether hopefully it's shallow because that's what I'm, that's what I'm reading and hearing um but just curious too I mean there, there are brands out there that are probably sitting on a lot of inventory right and what it, what do you do to offload that inventory while maintaining the integrity and standards of your brand like yeah that's got to be an interesting play right <laughs> Right. And your, and your financials, right? You're, right. You know, like, I think, um, you know, Tori and I were talking earlier about this time being the mindset of discounting, discounting everything, going ahead and thinking, I'm just going to do 20% off, 30% off. And that's a really easy solution when you think, oh, I'm holding so much inventory. I've got to offload it. So let me think about discounting this 20, 30% off. Uh, oftentimes, I think that can be a really good solution. But I, I think going back to the brand point, is it the right thing for your brand to start slashing those prices and to start thinking through all of those discounts? And I think it's not always the right thing to stay true to your brand to do that. And so I think, you know, in order to um, think through and facilitate the best outcomes, you really have to think about the discounts alongside some of the other sort of like social aspects, community aspects that you can think through. Yeah, totally. It's like, especially if you're sitting on a ton of products, there's things like capitalize on those site traffic you're going to be getting during BFCM in the holiday season. And I, I was talking to a founder the other day and what they're doing is new product launches each day of the, the sale. So they'll have discounted products, but they're actually going to just be launching new products at full price. Um, kind of like this incentive, the surprise and delight. And maybe the shopper will use like a free shipping code or they'll, they'll get another product at discount, but they want to try the new product too. Um, and they've had a lot of success with this. Um, another really, really awesome example is SolarWave, which I don't know if you know what SolarWave is. Essentially, it's like red light and blue light therapy for skincare. Um, they're doing a buy one, get one sale right now. And their average order value, it's like $250. So it's buy one, get one. You're literally getting a product at $200 plus a free product at the same price point. And Dave, I've purchased twice now. <laughs> wow. Like I've never purchased from them before. Are you giving these out? What's up? How do we get on your friends? <laughs> I think she's working for them on the side. Yeah, I, <laughs> shameless. Well, it's not a plug if it's someone else, I guess. But all right, solo wave. <laughs> it's my Christmas. It's my holiday gift for for my family, my sister-in-law. Like it's such an incredible sale, and I would. I don't think I would have purchased twice now in the past month, any other time of the year, without this. Um, so I think there's some really incredible ways you can be using your product, especially if you're sitting on a lot of it, um, to really drive new customers and repeat customers like me. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I also think like you have to encourage people through your social channels right now to understand leading up to Black Friday what is actually going to happen. So speaking to like the, you know, buy one, get one or the deal a day, I think people forget, you know, that Black Friday is not just one day and Cyber Monday is not right. just one day. There is this full amount of time leading up to Black Friday that is super important. And 
often will be your opportunity to break through the noise. So in the seven, 14 days leading up to Black Friday, you can tease at different promotions you're going to have. You can talk about different products that you're going to be launching and you got to build that momentum, right? People want to see what you're about to do. They get so excited. They're like, well, what are they launching? What's happening? There's 10 more days. There's nine more days. There's eight more days. People love the anticipation. And so I think using this time leading up to Black Friday to start those promotions via your socials, using your email marketing to the best of your abilities, trying to get more people to also subscribe during this time so that on the days of Black Friday and Cyber Monday, you're actually emailing them and you've started to build up this acquisition list prior to. I think that's a really big, impactful thing that people don't necessarily think about because Black Friday, the day itself, it's like the noisiest day that you can possibly imagine. So perhaps right. your sale happens on the Thursday or the Wednesday, and it's a pre-Black yep. Friday sale, which we've noticed a ton of brands this year doing these pre-Black Friday sales. They're super successful. And I think, again, it's less noisy, so it can be really impactful for your brand to do something like that. Such a good call out. It's like, now it's time to acquire customers, but like, how are you going to keep them past BFCM through the yep. holiday season? And that's just as important, actually almost more important, <laughs> the marketing campaigns you put in place for like the, the retention piece um, versus the BFCM piece. Yeah, and I saw it. Go ahead, Brian. You know, you brought up an interesting point, right? So when you get the buy one, get one and things like that, how do you... I mean, there's got to be such a delicate balance, though, of not making that what's expected from your repeat customers, right? So all of a sudden they're like, well, this is what I know I can get this stuff on sale or I can get a, a buy one, get one free. And then they maybe they don't go to you if you're not offering those. How do you, how do you manage to balance that? That's kind of where I was going with it. It's like I heard a lot of repeat engagement and creating a buzz, but is it for everyone? Or how do folks determine, like, is this for me? Like, I understand it sounds like a lot of creating community as well, but what extent do you go? Like, how do brands determine if they should be taking these measures during this time? And then there's a lot that you can do post-purchase also. So like to right. reward customers post-purchase, you know, you provide them with discount, a promo code or something, or even just like an exclusive access to an upcoming launch ahead of the holidays. Because obviously, yeah, we want our, our customers to be purchasing at full price as well as um, discounted or on promotions. But the promotion you use to bring those new customers in and then how do we keep them there can be through exclusive product launches or events and programming. Exclusive offers definitely work. I think a lot of... Um, you know, brands will do VIP sales, things that are early access um, for some people versus others. And I think keeping customers, again, going back to that brand point, like if you build a loyalty and a following and a community around your brand, people will be loyal to you irrespective if you're doing the buy one, get one, they want to purchase from your brand. I mean, Tori gave a perfect example of something, right? Like, I think there are people who are going to be repeat customers because they believe in what you do, the authenticity of your brand, and they appreciate that. So I think focusing on your brand is exceedingly important, focusing on your creative, focusing on how you communicate with customers. And then the, you know, the post- post Black Friday emails, events, networking opportunities that you can provide for your customers. I think that's ultimately almost like Tori said, more important than acquiring them in the first place because acquiring customers, you're gonna pay a lot more money during Black Friday to acquire these customers. And you have to be very cautious around the acquisition costs and the lifetime value that is reliant upon your success, right? So I think that's something that people don't always think about, but I think, you know, acquiring customers at this cost, you have to think through what is your post event, post campaign strategy 
so that you can make it worth your while. Yeah. To your point, Alana, that's like such, I love that because it also opens up a conversation of like expanding the channels you're promoting your product and services on and then like using, right? Like right now, instead of, I mean, performances, budgets have been reduced significantly for a lot of brands. So like, how can we still reach broad audiences and drive like awareness of your product? They might not be purchasing today, but you know, just that awareness, that thought, like getting in their heads about um, what your brand is, just like expanding the amount of channels you're on. And right now there's so much that founders can be doing. Little efforts across multiple channels is one strategy. And I think that's actually the new strategy that a lot of like brands are, are leaning into. Tori, can you, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Yeah, totally. So like a lot of brands when they're, I think in the past, and Alana's the expert on performance here for sure, is like funneling that ad spend into like the channels that work for them and they know work. And a lot of time that was Facebook and Instagram. Today, you have so many other channels that you can be at, you can not even be advertising on, just posting on and hitting audiences like TikTok, like Snapchat, even just leveraging some of the Google, um, Google changes that you can put into place. But um, I think like another, like a part of it is that that's where brand partnerships can really become a thing for your brand. Um, If you're active and have a presence on other channels, you can kind of like, yeah, partner up or collaborate with other brands who are also trying to grow their organic following. Um, And like on TikTok, we're seeing that a lot. I don't know, I think that's something really worth, like if you're sitting on samples and products, let's find another brand that um, has the same audience as you, but a different product or service. And how can you like cross promote with each other going into the holidays to try and hit new audiences that way? Um, I think there's a lot of things that founders can be thinking about outside of just, you know, like paid and performance on the most popular channels. There's yep. a lot of other ways to hit audiences and um, reach new customers. Yeah, that's yeah. actually kind of cool because we talk about, uh, you know, Caitlin and I have had uh, a few podcasts where we've talked about community. I've never taught, we've never actually touched on this uh, concept of finding synergies with people, with other brands that kind of live in that, in your community's like ecosystem and, and they're part of that. And just, but, but yet not obviously competitors necessarily, but just other people that are in that same community as you to sort of leverage the synergies. I love the collab concept. There's nothing that's more I get more amped about than seeing two brands that I love get together and it makes sense for me as a consumer. So I think I buy into that a lot. Totally. And that could be a way that you offer like a, a special promotion or discount during like holiday season without actually putting anything on discount or offering a promotion. It could be a free gift. And if that free gift comes from another brand that wants to get it top into your audience and then they also pay the favor back. Um, by providing your product to their audience. Like that's a really cool offering that people will sign up for and get excited about. Um, that doesn't really cost you the founder much, much dollars. Right. Well, yeah. so, so, I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. We're all, we're all wanting to talk at the same time. Cause it's so, there's so <laughs> we're excited. They were excited. Yeah, this is, God, you can feel it. You can feel it. But I, I was just going to go back to Tori's point for a second on you know, the, the spend and how people's budgets have, you know, gone down significantly over the course of the past 12 months. And I think working with founders, we've seen that people's budgets have gone down by like 40 to 60%. So they have less money to play with wow. and the marketplace has gotten more expensive. And so that puts people in a bit of a predicament given that, you know, now I have less budget to play with, everything is more expensive. 
what am I supposed to do? And so these micro spends that Tori was talking about, which is like put a bit of my budget in TikTok, put a bit of my budget in Facebook, a little bit in Instagram, maybe a little bit in Pinterest, a little bit in Google, display some of my products when people search, right? I think that is a different strategy to diversify that far than what had been the case with, I have Facebook and I have Google. And I think that's the right way for customers to go. It might seem like you're skimming the surface of every single one of these channels, but actually TikTok is quite, quite a cost-effective channel for the e-commerce space. And so I think that's something that if a lot of people have not entertained, you can go super far with a couple hundred dollars a day, a couple thousand dollars a day. And I think that it feels really scary during Black Friday to say, I'm going to attempt to spend a bunch of my money on something that I'm just not used to. I've never done it before but might actually be the best thing for your organization to do to break through is to focus on some of these channels. And we've seen that work really successfully. The other side is organic, organic on TikTok, put together a video, put together some content, drop it into Instagram, drop it into TikTok, get some influencer marketing going. You can pay micro influencers a very small amount of money to do things during this time. And I think, you know, people, People build evangelists this way. You can actually go to your customers and your customers will turn into your micro-influencers, essentially. Right. Um, you don't know if one of your best customers actually has 50,000 followers on TikTok. And so I yep. think starting to investigate that lens, those are really, really good you know, I hate the term low-hanging fruit. I'm going to use it. Um, but it, those are, you know. Go ahead, Atlanta banana. You use that fruit. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate it. So, yeah, that's, I think those are really good things to do. And I think my big, my best advice to people would be like, don't be afraid. I would say just like, just try it. Take the opportunity and just like try it out. There's no time like the present. And if yep. you don't do it, you're going to look back and think, why the hell didn't I do this? Yeah. So, Alana, do, do you that's sort of a breakthrough strategy, right? This skimming across these all these platforms. Do you, do you start to refine that where you start to see where the business is coming from and then start diverting money away from the underperformers at some point? Does that start, is that the way it evolves? Yeah, you want to optimize what is working versus what's okay. not. And you're going to start to see that really fast. So if TikTok is doing really well for you um, versus another channel that you've started to pour money into, well, let's put all of our money into TikTok for the moment. And I think that's where, again, it's that lead up, right? So start to test these channels a couple weeks leading up to Black Friday, really understand what is working for me, what's most cost effective, look at your ROAS, really start to understand where your revenue is coming from and really play that up during that time. But again, I think just overall, TikTok has been a more lucrative channel and a more cost effective channel for a lot of people like, hey, TikTok. <laughs> it totally is. The algorithm works right now and the ad spend isn't as hasn't increased as much as other platforms. But Lana, back to your point on like the social and micro influencers, UGC or user generated content right now is so valuable to brands. And it's like, when you think about how important UGC is, and if you can acquire customers or get people interested about your product on some of these social channels without spending money on ads or performance, um, it goes such a long way. And I think brands and founders should be thinking, how can I push my customers to promote us on social this year? Like what are ways that we can incentivize our customers to like actually share their products that they've purchased on socials and actually help us build that awareness. And one founder I spoke to, um, what they're doing starting November 25th, so on Black Friday, everyone who purchases will get like a prompt that says you've been entered into a, con or you will be entered into a contest 
um, to win $500 from us if you post and share about us on Instagram. So that could be story or a post, but you tag the brand and then they're automatically entered into this contest. It's like this small cost-friendly way to, to drive more awareness to your brand using your customers themselves. And there's a lot of value in that come this holiday season for sure. You talked about that breakthrough, right? And, and, and that you're skimming, but then you're learning and you're evolving. And I, you know, the question that I have then is, is that helping the brands? Like, should the brands be paying attention? I guess they should be. I am, I'm, I'm asking the question, but I sort of know the answer to help find their voice and refine their voice. If they're revising, if they're refining their channels, are they also re refining the vo their voice, right? Because I think that's an important part of a brand's evolution. The voice comes first, I would say. Like everything that they're putting out into the world that needs to be defined before they're doing that, which goes back to our original point that know your brand. <laughs> um, right. Know your brand before you, you promote your brand, you know? Um, who, which, which conversation? Did, Alana had a conversation with, I believe, the founders of Bathorium all about this. That like you have to eating, living, breathing your product right now more than ever is like so important. Um, and your your customers, your followers pick up on that. So I think everything you put out onto social channels in ads and emails like should be a depiction of your mission and your brand through and through. If you don't know that, I mean, <laughs> we've got a lot like as a founder, you've got a lot of work to do to really nail down like what is your brand mission and, and product meant to. Yeah, I think it's it's all about like authentic storytelling. And I think yeah. if this approach does not feel authentic to your brand, don't do it. Right. Like right. I think during Black Friday, if it doesn't feel authentic to do discounts, well, don't go ahead and do discounts. If it feels authentic to do that, go ahead and do it. So I think you can give it a shot, like see how your community responds to it. I don't think there's ever uh, like a bad way to approach things, but I definitely think that you know what your brand is. You know how your brand is going to stand out because you live and breathe your brand all the time. And so I think you need to invest and um, understand what that is leading up to these times. And I'm, I'm hoping that most brands have an understanding of like what their sort of unique identifiers are, how they're differentiated from other brands. Um, and I think, you know, you just really lean into that. You lean into that as much as possible and you do things that feel like you were actually able to have these, you know, really good, um, again, authentic conversations with your audiences, your, your really devoted customers, right? Like that's, that's what you need to do to create that connection with people. Yeah. I love the concept of community. I say it probably every other podcast. And we did a specific show on the power of the micro influencer. And I think all of that feeds into like the for you page works, the algorithm works because you're looking at stuff like this. People seek out things that they like and it's being pushed to them. Why not capitalize on that? And I think a point that um, you both had brought up, which I found super interesting and I, I loved um, on our pre-call was about honoring your loyalists. And like maybe Black Friday, if you could talk about that a little bit, I think it's a fantastic idea. And I'd love to just, just hear it again, just as far as maybe you don't don't give the random person who clicked on it the 50% off, but let's 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 pump up our community. Who's been helping us out all year all year long? Yeah, I mean you can do that. I I, know, I feel like Tori has something to say because I can teach her something to say. But I feel like from from my perspective, I think there's a couple different ways to do this. Like I think if people are following you on socials and you know they're evangelists of your brand and they you really feel like you're having a direct you know one to one conversation with them, I think like you you have that trust. And so th these are your devoted customers. And so there is something to be said about like providing those customers, the ones who you 
email regularly, the ones who listen to your news, the ones who are really devoted fans, developing something more intimate for them. And so I think having a, you know, a specific, it could be a discount, it could be, you know, a unique code of some sort for them, but it, it could also be a product that is exclusive to them, or it could be a gift with purchase. Um, I think gifts with purchase are really wonderful for that inventory uh, conversation we were having earlier, right? Like if you're, uh, you know, trying to unload something in, in terms of your inventory, you know, adding this gift with purchase associated with it, as opposed to offering a discount, that means you're killing two birds with one stone. You're literally getting rid of the piece of inventory that you have too much of. And at the same time, you're offering something in addition to the purchase that you're providing. So I think, but, but I do, my expectation as, you know, from the customer lens is that, you know, I am going to be treated better because I am loyal to your brand. People expect that level of personalization. And so right. I want you to know who I am and what my last purchase was. And so I think the personalization aspect alongside, you know, offering something very unique, that is an extremely important, extremely important part of this. Yeah, I, you, you nailed it. That's exactly it. I think like, <laughs> really it's, I'm just going to offer like two examples to complement that. And Sephora does an incredible job of getting very custom based on their customers and what they've purchased, where they purchased, how much they purchased. Their most recent offering was they had their insider sale, but based on the tier of insider that you are, which is based on how much you've purchased or spent on purchases that year, your discount change, yeah, your percent off change. And when you could start purchasing those products, um, the higher the tier, the earlier you had access. And what's cool about it, I mean, we know Sephora products sell out like, I mean, when there's a sale, they're gone within a day. So you want that early access and they know that their customers want that. So I think they did a really good job there. And then on the flip side, another brand, Mala the brand, they're a candle company based out of Vancouver. Um, they started building a wait list at the beginning of November with past purchasers. So their email nice. campaign, yeah. So they're like, if you want access to our sale and they have capsule collections, right? So they have holiday scents that only come out during the holidays. So if you are a loyal uh, customer and you want, you know, the pumpkin spice or the, I don't know, like winter angel, I don't know. I'm not, I don't. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to come out with something to replace the pumpkin spice. I thought it was going to be groundbreaking, something, something new for this holiday season. Ginger red <laughs> if you want those scents and you wait all year for them, you do want that first access and you do want to be on that wait list. In order to get on the wait list, you got to reply to the email. So I think yeah, that's, that's a hype. great example, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And I, to that point, Tori, like I think, you know, I had a, a another conversation with the founder a couple of weeks ago and, you know, we were, we were playing around with different ideas of like, you know, what they can do for Black Friday and the things that kept popping up were the very traditional, again, like discount stuff like that. But I think you know, we, we can't shy away from the fact that customers really want other things as well. Like they want free shipping, they want easy refunds, they want like really high touch customer support. There are things that you can play around with during Black Friday that don't necessarily mean that you have to discount or offer something like with your best customers, you should be affording them this opportunity to, you know, instead of returning in 30 days, maybe I have 60 days to return, right? Because it's this time period where it's really busy. And so those things are actually like extremely beneficial. Like as a mom, I have to say, like I am like really busy and half the time I'm just running around not knowing what the hell I'm gonna do. I've forgotten <laughs> to return things countless times. And then I'm like, oh God, like, what do I do? I have this thing now that I don't need, right? And so I think offering customers these like very unique, you know, personalized things where it's like, you know, they might need a refund. and 
you only offer exchanges. So during this time, offer them a refund. And I think for your very good customers, they will so appreciate that and remember it and remember that customer support more than anything, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Sweeten the deal because I was going to buy this from you anyway. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I, it's just so it's so important. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I know the marketing team's going to wring my neck for even bringing this up because it's it's coming out on a blog. But, I, you know, the, the, the cost of acquisition and that first purchase is, is such a loss for a brand yeah. that it's critical that not only do they have a customer that comes back a second time, but that they just keep coming back. And anything that you can do to to make that experience better. And, and to your point, uh, it just doesn't even have to be about something for free or something discounted. It could just be about the experience. I think that's a, a fantastic piece of advice. Yeah, it's just the experience. Keep them coming back, right? Everybody wants repeat business. It's really easy, as everybody says, to acquire a customer, but it's really difficult to keep them. And I think the same goes for the spend. And so I think, um, you know, focus on acquiring the customers, but you should spend even more time thinking about how you can keep them happy and satisfied and getting, giving them the most customer centric experience. So they keep coming back for more and so that they tell their friends and their family and post it on their socials. And keep that experience consistent too, right? Like right. once you, once you, once the bar has been set, you've got to hit that bar and only go up from there. And it actually leans into like, yeah, look at your tech stack and how can you optimize your tech stack? We already touched on this a bit, but you know, your customer service, what can you do to enhance that customer service always? Or I mean, like, are there any other channels? Like, do you want to integrate or bring in SMS to your marketing campaigns? And how will that experience affect those loyal customers? Um, but consistency is so key and critical to keep retaining those customers long-term. Yeah, absolutely. No, listen, this has been great and super informative. Really appreciate you coming on. Alana Banana and Tori from Clearco. This has been fantastic. Anything do we anything you wanna mention on, on kind of parting on the way out? Any final words of advice for brands? Um, I would say BFCM, you can acquire new customers, but don't lose sight of how to keep those customers coming back to your brand. Um it's so important, especially going into holiday season. Yeah, and I would say just remain authentic as you would remain authentic to yourself, remain authentic to your brand, and you know, remember that your customers come first um, during this time, and the experience is what will keep them coming back for more. Awesome. Thank Love you so much to the two of you for coming on. It was, this has been great. Appreciate it. It's been a long time coming, and, a, and uh, I know we had a few cancellations along the way, but I'm glad we were able to get this done, and, and we'll be able to get this out before Black Friday, Cyber Monday, which is which is really, really fantastic. Caitlin, you want to walk us out? Sure. Thank you, Alana. Thank you, Tori. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Tune in every other week on your favorite podcast platform. We'll see you soon, guys. Thanks. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Yeah. Bye. Bye.